Are you hungry but only have 30 minutes to meal prep? Then download my new e-cookbook, What's a Meal Prep, at successfitnessstore.com. You will get three step-by-step written and visual recipes for one high-protein meal that's under 600 calories. I'll help you cook fresh salmon, steamed fresh broccoli, and quinoa in under 30 minutes to help you stay on track of your fitness goals. So go to successfitnessstore.com to download your copy today. Welcome to the Success Fitness Podcast. I am your host, Christian Evans. This podcast is about helping improve our relationship with nutrition and exercise to achieve success in our fitness journey. And today, our special guest, Robert Kina, will help us do just that by sharing his story of why he wanted to get fit before 40, how he overcame breaking his leg that resulted in weight gain, and also, it led to him hiring a personal trainer to help him lose a total of 103 pounds. Without further ado, Success Fitness family, please welcome Mr. Richard Kenna. How you doing? Yeah, not too bad. How you doing? You all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Now, for those who are listening and can hear the, the different accent, tell everybody where you're from. I'm currently from London, England, just this place called Rumford, just outside Essex, where I'm coming from. Okay, okay. And what uh, time is it there right now? It is uh, just gone 10 past nine in the evening. Okay, in the evening? Okay, so it is 3 p.m. here in the United States, Peoria, Illinois. So I'm glad that uh, Mr. Robert can come on this this podcast and make these adjustments for, you know, time and everything like that. So so yeah, we're trying to spread the the love with the Success Fitness Podcast and highlight more people like you, no matter if they're in the States or uh, as we would call it across the pond. And so you've lost a total of 103 pounds. I just wanted to salute you and just let everybody know like where you're where you're from and what your your origin story was and how it did you get to a point to where you wanted to lose weight um I don't know, I've always been sort of on the larger side sort of growing up anyway and I did sort of a bit of fitness sort of in my younger days and as I've gotten older it's not picked the waist up just not as extremely as sort of now because you know see keeping fit and well does be longevity in the future um the main thing that happened when I was uh, 38, 39, I went to a uh, family get-together up, up in the north of England, some place called Littleborough, and I slipped on one of my in-laws, like a dry patio, and my leg just went one way, but it went the other way. Mm. Uh, I snapped my patella tendon in half, so it's Ooh, the muscle wow. that um, attaches your top of your leg to the bottom of your leg. When I had an x-ray, the hospital is just completely gone in half, so I had to have an operation, um, physio for the best part of 11 months before I could either sort of walk properly and in that time I first time in my life got into over 300 pounds so it was about 306 pounds in total and since then I was just trying to figure out a way to get the weight off um as soon as I was able and fit enough to do so wow so man describe that I know that's a probably well traumatizing event about snapping your patella tendon, you say? Your uh, the tendon in there? Oh my goodness, that is that is crazy. What kind of pain is that? I don't think I've ever talked to anybody who's had a, that type of injury. What like level one to ten? Ten being the worst. It's a it's a strange one because at the time I couldn't. Yeah, I knew it hurt obviously. It was you know just being held together by sinew, but at the time because of the shock of the situation, I knew it was bad because I just couldn't stand up and my walk with my leg at all. It's only 
when I actually got to the hospital and x-rayed it and see the extent of how bad the injury was. That's when I found out exactly how bad it was. I mean, simple thing, but the bottom half of my leg was just dangling. I had no control over it whatsoever. Wow. Um, that's when I knew the extent of the damage I'd done. Wow, wow. So it took you about 11 months to be able to walk again. You know, you went through therapy and, and things like that. So uh, you mentioned during those 11 months, you started putting on, you know, weight. So can you remember what weight you were at, um, you know, um, uh, prior to you breaking your leg? And then you said you end up getting over about 400 pounds um, at your heaviest. So what was your, your weight? So my, my, my heaviest was 306 pounds. So um, I gained probably within that time, the best part of maybe 45 pounds or so. Okay. So, yeah, sometimes when I, when I could start to do things, things I do normally, there's that extra effort to try and do that because to compensate the extra weight that I put on throughout that time. So yeah, it was a bit of a dawning experience. Got you. So you mentioned this was about when you was like, what, th- what 38, uh, 39 when, yeah. when this happened? And yeah. then, okay, you, uh, you, 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 you're going through this injury, you're putting on weight. And what was the moment when it popped in your head that, your 40th birthday was coming up and one of your birthday wishes or desires for your birthday was to get fit by 40. What was that moment like for you when you came to that conclusion? Um, so it's a bit of a surreal one. It's when the start of coronavirus was happening so worldwide. And in my workplace, two of the people that I work with passed away from Corona. I mean, they were bigger guys as well. I'm not saying that was directly linked to it, but surely if there was, bit more for it maybe they'll be able to fight it better i'm not too sure I gotcha. but um there's an incident where i don't know i think something was burning in my kitchen and i've got up and i've just sprint, sprinted against see what it was and i've just chilled over on the floor i couldn't breathe i wasn't too sure if that had an episode or you no know, was, was the virus got me i wasn't too sure but i just knew that was my moment i said no i've really got to do something about this now man that's man kind of speaks us on that because it was so surreal because you know talking to more and more people and hearing their stories about how covid affected their neck of the woods and how it affected them and and people around them and you know condolences to you know your 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 co-workers and, and everything like that you know due to that fact you know i thank god that didn't happen to me in regards to anybody that i knew you know, passed as a, you know, result from the complications of that, but, you know, it's real and you're on the news or listening to the news and, you know, hearing about who's, who's passing out to kind of like anybody and everybody was uh, for the most part. But once you start looking into more of who was going away, you know, they had a lot of compromising health situations, whether it's weight or other, you know, uh, situations prior to that. And you said, you know, you're going to the kitchen and you, you got, you know, short of breath. What was that moment like for you? And, oh, you sorry. know, was you thinking that it's like, okay, Hey, do I, do I got it? Or, you know, what was that like? It was, it was, yeah, it was scary because, um, and right at the beginning, this is a separate episode where they didn't know what the symptoms were in terms of, uh, loss of smell, loss of taste, which I actually did have, but I wasn't diagnosed at the time. Um, this, this, this situation was just frightening because you're powerless at the time. You're just thinking, you know, why am I feeling like this? You know, and 
as you're in despair, sort of things go through your mind thinking, you know, is this possibly the end? I'm not sure. But yeah, it was um, something I don't really want to push to go through again. And I got you. So in that moment of, hey, I don't know if I'm gonna make it or is is this it? Is this is this it? Did you tell yourself anything like, okay, if I, you know, survive this or get out of this, I'm going to make a change? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Just like a mental note to myself. I got my breathing back, sat down, took a few seconds. And I was just like, no, I just can't carry on like this. You know, this weight. I got you. So, okay, you hit that moment. So what was your next step after that? So the next step was um, just trawling through um, YouTube with ideas, going through Instagram looking for ideas, and also you know there's billions of transformations you can do. And the thing about it is, there's always someone out there who's going through something similar, just in case of just sifting them out. And I came across uh, sports nutrition made simple with a guy called um, Ben Diesel, nine ounce at the time, and just looking at his background and where he got to. There was just so many similarities in terms of how we started and um, how I was in sort of beginning that terms of, yeah, we liked the gym at the time, but didn't always eat the best or we didn't have the right routine of how to go about things. Um, so like literally picking his brain and you know, looking at his profile, how he did stuff and got into the program and yeah, snowballed from there. I just thought, yeah, I'm going to make a proper go of this now. So um, I got the, got the um, program from online and... Mm-hmm. There was a phone call you can call the um, instructor as well who can give you information, tips and bits of how to get through certain things. If you plateaued, um, had to go about weighing certain foods, like giving mm-hmm. a website, and even broke that down in terms of uh, pull set reps that you have to do with certain exercises. So it was really, really in depth of how you go about it. And I was just followed that to the T sort of day after day. And I think at the time, because you know, crime was still happening, right. A lot of things were closed. You couldn't really go anywhere. You couldn't right, really right, right. Supermarket. Maybe the chemist. That was about it. So you could, if you divulge so much of your time just to focus on getting fit, and that's which I did for the best part of six months. I got you. How were those uh, those complications of, um, like you said, some of the grocery stores? You know, out there. You know, maybe they were closed or hours changed. You know, how was that? Because at least here. Um, say the typical 24 hour stores, they started closing about like seven o'clock, eight o'clock. Um, so that was one of them. And then I noticed, uh, um, just an increase of food delivery and grocery deliveries. So how was that trying to get your uh, food and things that you needed in, in that regard, you briefly touched on it, you know, right before I started talking, but go a little bit more in depth about how did that affect that affected, um, you know, like your meal prep plan, because a part of uh, working out and losing weight is, you know, yeah, working out is, you know, one part, but the big part is about what you're doing at home. And what you're doing at home is, is eating. And that's what a lot of people did, you know, during the lockdowns. So how was that getting the proper and the right type of food to be disciplined? I was like, okay, I'm not going to get some chocolate. I'm going to get, you know, what my trainer told me to get. Um, it was a challenge all the way around, not in terms of what your trainer had to get. It's the case of lockdown. It was just an effort just to get into the store, let alone to get the stuff that you needed. Um, there was you know, queues for the best part, probably half a mile long. Most stores were like that because of just rationing people getting in, making sure you had their face marks on um, the hang cream before you even got into the place. 
Um, and once you got in there, um, you wasn't totally sure what you wanted was in stock because um, um, supplies were so short and so low, like things like getting you know, chicken or certain carbs like brown rice. I mean, like brown pasta, forget it. Pasta was one of the main things here in the UK. You just went completely that with toilet roll. Um, it was it was a struggle to the point where I either had to ration what I had when I did get it or I had to make real big changes in terms of what I could get and how I can apply what I have got to the programme. And it's a case of just chopping and changing the same thing what I could, couldn't eat exactly by my protein because I don't know if I can have chicken the next day. And if I didn't have the chicken the next day, there's no chance of me getting to the store and making sure they had it. I didn't know if they was going to have it or not. So yeah, it was just those sort of challenges I had and to the point where um, certain suppliers where they said on a programme, I just couldn't get there. I had no choice. So I had to really modify what I did there to what I did at home and try to make the best of the situation. And that's important because just in this time now, you you really have to get used to that, what you just said about, you know, stores not having things. And it's still going on right now. You know what I mean? At least, you know, on, on, on our side, there are some things that are still not in stores. And it's like, had it always been like that? Or are we just more focused on it now because of, you know, the supply chain and different things like that, you know, uh, but it just seems like maybe I'm paying attention to it, you know, a little bit more that there are, there's always something out at the store of what you need, or they uh, switch it out, or they'll just discontinue it for whatever reason. I understand, you know, those who are in the, um, that field, it's like, yeah, we, we go through that all the time, but some of like the basic things, you know, it, it completely changed. And when that happens, you have to adjust. Like you just said, you have to adjust. And, you know, that's, that's happened, you know, as far as food prices, at least here, you know, we're dealing with, you know, our own type of inflation and things here where let's say, you know, some salmon, three pounds of salmon uh, filet used to be maybe about 17, $18. Now it's up to, uh, I've seen it up to like 32 you know, so you make those different adjustments, you know, and it's like, okay, here you got a lean piece of uh, protein. Now you got to, you know, do something else or find a substitution. And those substitutions can be tough, especially when you are trying to stick to the program, you know, trying to stick to the to the program. And the the program you got, that was from uh, Ben Diesel. Uh, yeah, Sports Nutrition makes him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out to Ben. We are uh, actually friends on on Facebook. I don't know him personally, but I connected with him a few years ago, just adding people who had, you know, their weight loss uh, transformations, who had, who had great weight loss transformations. And, you know, speaking of that, I might try to get him on the show too. And so uh, he'll probably be, <laughs> he'll probably be surprised to, to see one of his clients on there, but I appreciate him taking that time out and, you know, teaching you the jewels and, you know, you, you following them. So when you came across you know, his profile, what resonated with you in that regards? Um, obviously, apart from sort of physical sort of reputation, looks sort of similar, but it's just more of his background. I know he's like Haitian type background, mine sort of West African Ghanaian in terms of natural foods that we do eat aren't really the best healthy for you, but, you know, they sustain you sort of through life. And um, you know, he liked the gym, I liked the gym. And it was just, yeah, just just a connection there. I just thought, you know, this is someone who's gone been there done it and I can really got you it. I got you so the credit the credibility was there so yeah. what were some of the first initial changes that uh 
you know, that were implemented in your life to get you started back into the right direction? Uh, some of the changes were just um, being held accountable. That's number one in terms of having a structure of what I had to do uh, sort of day after day. So it was just something I can implement and it's right there and I can just follow it to a T. Um, make sure I add all the right food um, times for workouts, um, rest times, times to read the actual script of all the plans what I had to do. So it was all very sort of regimented and the fact that I could devote literally 95% of my time to this because nothing else was going on. Um, that really, really helped. And once you start seeing physical changes, you know, this is a bit smaller, or this muscle's coming out, or, you know, I can see my traps, and you're thinking, yeah, this gives you spur to go more and more and more, just, you know, they'll be deeper see how far I can go. And, yeah, just a snowball effect, really. So Good, 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 good. So with that being said, what what's your favourite item to meal prep what was like the um like your go-to like if uh, they couldn't find in the stores or whatever you had the most of just was like irregardless if they had it at store or or if they if they didn't what was like your favorite thing that either you could get your hands on or you know hey i may have to wait for a week or so like what was like your staple thing to eat during that time so my staple things to eat was probably the chicken jambalaya. I've got it a few times on my page as well. It's just a very simple meal, which I've done many, many, many a times. I don't have to look at the recipe now. Um, it's a case of eight spices, five, sorry, four, three to four chicken breasts. You can have a pan fried chicken or you can stay in the oven. Um, you've got one medium sweet potato. You've got uh, one bell pepper um, between 55 and 60 grams of mushrooms. And it's blend all together, and it just everything is good. You know, all your protein in there, the the oils for the coconut, oil, especially the coconut oil side issue, um, gets that heating effect, so your metabolism getting gets a bit faster, and you're just content after you've eaten it. You don't really want anything else after you've had that. And I could just have that day after day after day after day. I mean, sometimes I get some some fish in there just for some variety of a bit of beef. I got you. I got you. Yeah, that was your go to. Like yeah. when you find your go to, that simple for you to make you're like i can make this in my sleep and as long as i have enough of it grab and go and eat and, and work out and go from there so was that your um like pre-workout meal or post-workout meal or just something just good just to have on deck either way um yes yeah, definitely sort of post-workout um i gotcha quite heavy on something most times i did sort of train fast i mean you, you could have a meal beforehand if you wanted to it was completely up to you but i just felt a lot more comfortable, you know, not having it in my stomach when I did train at this point. Yeah, I'm like that too. I don't care for anything on my stomach other than water or coffee or some fresh breast juice, you know, before before I work out. Some days I may do oatmeal, but it's like I feel so bloated or just just so full you don't feel like moving. Uh, it kind of lasts about 10, 15 minutes for me. And then you get this where I get this jolt of energy uh, to go forward and, and work out. But I'm like, oh, I'd just rather just have water. Uh, yeah. So with that being said, what was your, or what is, or what was your favorite muscle group slash exercise to do? Favorite muscle group slash exercise? Um, probably bench press and squats are my favorites because you get that massive boost of testosterone when, you, when you're doing it. Um, squats to just work every muscle like get the bar across your shoulders um, works your legs uh, your traps everything just 
in that one motion and you think you're just hitting all those muscle groups um, to give you that burning sensation, give you that muscle gain. And it's just the, one of the best you know, bang for your buck exercises, I think. And yeah. it worked for me. I really enjoyed it. I got you. So what's your least favorite? Oh, my least favorite? Yeah. Probably pull-ups because, you know, being of a certain size, trying to get yourself up there was, yeah, it's an effort. But so um, gotcha. more and more you progress in it. I mean, I'm not better at it now, but at the time it was, yeah, it's just like you look at the bar and you're thinking, I'll do anything else but do that. I gotcha. But, um, yeah, at, at the time it was hard, but yeah, progress. I gotcha. I gotcha. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, lately, um, back and lats and lower lats, upper traps and all that, rear delts, that has been my focus point because I want to be able to do uh, a clean pull-up you know I can do probably about uh, three quarters of one uh, I was dealing with some lower back issues uh, dealing with it for about like like last year and a half or whatever like that and just trying to just rehab that a certain type of way but uh, yeah so far as back and pull-ups good uh, far as me my favorite has been like back uh, back and chest those those two I always superset those, but legs and squats, like I hate those. Like I did leg day today, earlier today, did some isolation work and some hack squats, but you know, it's a love-hate relationship. It's definitely a love-hate relationship with me and, and, and leg day. Um, so with the, the lockdown going on over there, and like you mentioned about gyms and, and uh, things like that being closed, where did you work out at? Was it at home or did you have a, a exercise facility? Like where you're at, where did you work out at? Yeah, so this was probably one of the biggest challenges I had at the time because obviously, yeah, gyms were closed and a lot of the things that weren't seen as essential were just locked down completely. So fortunately for me, I did have some ways I had in the garden for the shed that bring out. I had like a, a bar, I've got a bench and I can do um, sort of you know, bench work on no presses, so that sort of thing. So I didn't, wasn't, didn't have exactly what I wanted, but you know, I didn't have anything that I couldn't work out with. And just had to make a few fundamental changes here and there just to get a decent workout in. Um, that with the food issue as well, where I couldn't follow it completely to the T that I had um, due to not be able to get supplies in. I had to um, cut foods down or even certain carbs or things I had to go without. So that's how I sort of, although in my mind, came into the more sort of key realm of doing things in terms of adding more fat just to get those satiations. I just couldn't get the carbs in, in the store. Um, and that's where the sort of name came about. I got you. I got you. Um, by the way, how tall are are you? I am six foot one. Okay, six foot one, and got up to four hundred pounds. Right. Oh, so over. Said what? Three hundred six pounds. I got to. Okay. Okay. So so you got up. You got up to three hundred and six. You said. Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I got you. I got you. I got you. I mis I misquoted you. So six foot one. Get up to 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 three hundred six, and so you dropped one hundred and three. Right. What what was it like? What was it like uh, when you finally lost that hundred pounds? What was that feeling like for you? Yeah, it was a yeah strange one. It's just because the first time in my life I've not seen that weight since probably my early twenties. It was yeah, life. It was life changing. It was life changing. Just seeing, especially at the age I'm at, know, just being able to do it just gives you know hope to other people they can do it as well. And most shock came to my friends and family because we were banned from seeing each other at that time. So when you know the restrictions did come down, they did see me look like a completely different person. I mean, to the point where they thought I was sick or was not really well. Um, but yeah, it just makes a massive 
changed in my life. Just certain things I couldn't do before, I can do with ease now. Sometimes, you know, things you think are commonplace, but because you're of a certain size, you're sort of down yourself. You can do them or not. And that's just not the case now. It's just, yeah, everything's that much easier. It's like the world just opens up to you. The world opens up to you. You have more selection of clothes to 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 to, to get into or to buy or to be gifted to you or whatever. Um, but yeah, like just that feeling of when you reach that goal and you're like, you know what? I did it. I did it. I did it. And personally, I'm proud of you, you know, for that. That is nothing to really kind of kind of blink at or squawk at it. It's like, oh, like it's commonplace because losing five pounds can be tough. You know, losing 10 pounds, you know, 15, you know, those every five pounds, you know, within those five pounds, you have those bouts of, you know, one pound being lost or two pounds being lost. What, what would, went through your mind or when you had those, let's say plateaus, what went through your mind, you know, during that time? Cause I know there was a time when it was like the weight, you know, probably just came off real fast and maybe your weight loss transformation, everything just came off, you know, right on pace. Uh, but if you had a plateau, what was that like? And how did you get over that? Um, yeah, it's a strange one, really, because I mean, the, I sort of always weighed myself in blocks of every six weeks. So I can have a um, total knowledge of exactly how much I've lost then, how much I've lost now. I give myself ample time on both sides. So I know um, same amount of work I was putting and I could still judge from there. So the first six weeks, I lost 36 pounds. And I wasn't too sure if that was just water coming off. I know it wasn't, probably wasn't totally fat at the time, probably a bit of muscle as well. Um, but that was like the biggest chunk of weight I lost like throughout the whole sort of process. After that, it was like maybe 20 pounds after six weeks, 16 pounds after six weeks. Basically, the smaller I got, um, the, the lower the amount of weight that came off, which was normal because you know, as you're losing weight, um, your metabolism does, unfortunately, does slow down to accommodate with that, which I expected. Um, but I didn't actually have any periods where I just didn't lose anything. So I was probably quite lucky in that respect. But I did have the full understanding that your body does change as you're going through transformation like that. So I took that, took that into account indeed. I got you. I got you. I got you. Um, let's see. One last question I'll ask in regards to that is that, well, to, 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 to elaborate basically what you said, not to try to skip over that, but those plateaus, those are important to, to, to get over. Right. And like you said, your, those first 36 pounds that you kind of question, what is it, you know what I'm saying? What not? And then you move past it. And that is, you know, it, it's like a test, right? You know, you're going, you're going through all these, what I would call like tests and lessons and things that you're learning during this whole transformation, transformation that you have to learn about yourself or you're either relearning or just learning a, a different level about where you can take it, where things that, like you said, you can do, you know, maybe at first you couldn't do any push-ups. Now, you know, after 36 pounds, like, okay, I can do five and now I can do 10 and now I can do 20. Now it's like, you can bang out 50 in the morning. Like it's, it's nothing. And just during that progression, you know, going from five, 10 to 15 to 50, whatever your number is. So um, it doesn't have to be pushups, it can be curl squats, whatever the case may be. You learn something about yourself. You learn that I want to test myself out. It's a little bit more. I want to see how much more I can take. I want to 
I want to push myself there. And that is what it takes that, that, that that's what it takes to get to any goal. You have to keep like pressing forward and keep pressing forward and keep pressing forward. Right. Until eventually you get what you want. So when you got your 103 pound, you know, weight loss completion, what major lesson in life did you learn about yourself throughout that journey that you can share with others who are looking for inspiration? Um, first of all, it is um, never too late. That's number one. Um, get to a certain age. I know, you, you know most people in the forties got you know, the families, you know, the houses, you know, jobs to look after. Um, but they need you. They need you at your, at your fittest because you know you're you know you're looking after them. You know, you're looking after their family. Um, so no, definitely don't take that for granted. And the fact that you can make a positive change um, to yourself is yeah, you definitely always can do that as well. Um, that's one of the biggest things I would say sort of going forward and and there's going to be challenges it's just a case of you know getting over them um looking inspiration by other people who've done it I mean it's not just myself as other people have done it so it's not like it's impossible to do it's just a case of persevering to the point where you know you, you do get past it and you know you can look back at um, certain aspects of that journey and sort of how those lessons can be transferable to other things in your life uh, which again which can be you know useful in there as well to the case that you are stuck in a certain situation that you know you can't get out of it. It's, it's no choice about it. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, you heard it here first. Tell everybody where they can reach you if they want to contact you uh, to follow more of your weight loss journey, uh, IG, Twitter, or whatever. Wherever you're at, let everybody know where they can connect with you. At. Yeah, mainly on Instagram. I'm, I'm known as uh, Keto Connect. It's K E T O K O W N E H. Um, that's where most of my um, transformation stuff is on there sort of tips and bits foods that I eat and just general sort of day-to-day sort of trying to inspire people to get fit in their own journey as well all righty all righty you heard it here first right from Richard Keenum right out of the UK and I hope you found inspiration in today's episode this brings us to the end of another episode of the success fitness podcast this show was sponsored by my new e-cookbook what to meal prep for beginners at successfitnessstore.com you can get your copy today it includes three recipes for one high protein meal under 600 calories step-by-step written instructions video tutorials and also a free ebook. So please help me reach more people like your loved ones when you donate to my cash app, dollar sign Christian J Evans. And you can also find me on Facebook and join my Facebook group, Success Fitness Family. The link will be in the description box below. Thank you for listening to the Success Fitness Podcast. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with loved ones. Please like and subscribe and also leave a review on iTunes. This helps the podcast out. And until the next time, success fitness is the mindset. And remember, success is golden. Hashtag more weight. Peace out.